everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Today, we are going to review The Sound of Music, a 1965 American musical drama film produced and directed by Robert Wise and starring Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer with Richard Hayden, Peggy Wood, Charmian Carr, and Eleanor Parker. The film is an adaptation of the 1959 stage musical of the same name, composed by Richard Rogers with lyrics by Oscar Hammerstein. It won five Academy Awards for directing, film editing, music, sound, and best picture. And as of December 2021, The Sound of Music was ranked the sixth highest grossing film in history with earnings adjusted for inflation, bringing in over $2.3 billion worldwide. And for some, those tidbits will be enough to consider this movie a classic. But today, we will determine whether it is a classic from other right perspective. We'll do a recap, we'll discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol picked especially for this discussion. But let's start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright, I'm the oldest. I'm Janiya Wright, I'm the middle. Hi, I am Brittany Wright and I am the youngest. And y'all, I have to tell y'all, when it comes down to a voting symbol, this is this this doesn't happen often. But I only have one recommendation for us, y'all, of the voting what's, symbol. What's, what's your recommendation? <laughs> it's the hills. Okay, why? Not only are they alive, okay, with the sound of music, okay, it is because in the film. They symbolize possibility. They symbolize freedom. You know, um, the one of the most iconic scenes in the movie is the Julie Andrews character up in the hills, you know, just um, essentially just being full of joy, just, just loving nature, loving life. And it is that zest for life that makes her character so special and ultimately ill-equipped for nunhood. Um, but, you know, she is just one of those people that was just so happy, so in pursuit of joy. Um, and it was her own definition, her own definition of joy, her own definition of bliss. And the hills, I think, were just used to kind of symbolize that. And I'll also say that the hills were a literal path to freedom in the movie. Um, it was, you know, it was through the hills that the family made their way um, to good. safety mm-hmm. when they were in pursu- being pursued by the Nazis. And, um, you know, how, like, when we're talking about, like, a hood movie, we're like, um, the hood has to almost be a character in the movie for it to, you know, for it to be a hood movie. <laughs> I got to <laughs> say, Austria, you know, is the hood. I like where you're going <laughs> Oh, that's not, not where what I was you were going. Okay. Not where I was going. Because they had some hood stuff going on there, gang members and everything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the city Salzburg. <laughs> the city Salzburg that was in it, was where it was where it was where it was uh, recorded. It was it was a character. And it was almost like it was a character in the film because of how much they celebrated the, the scenery. And um, so for those reasons, I am so recommending was, the hills. It was really recorded in partially, Usher? partially. Oh, they did a ton oh. of scouting there, um, and it, it would be—you'd be surprised though to kind of see how they put it together. So, for yeah. example, what we know as the the back balcony of the house, yeah, where the Von Trapps were, it was actually a different location than where they 
shot the um the interior the front of the wow. house and there were parts of the house that they had to recreate back in Hollywood and wow. you know to finish out the movie so it People was are it was so definitely talented. filmed though on location <laughs> People are so talented. And to they think are. that they they weren't doing that with like CGI and stuff like that. And like drones. No. Listen. This is helicopters. They were in helicopters with I cameras. Talking about go, go to the left, Bob. This is you why know? those old people have those stories. I trekked 10 miles in the snow to go to school. <laughs> it's like I was dangling out the side of a helicopter. Filming a movie. That's okay, right. Okay, man. Okay, you win. Because <laughs> I'm gonna use a drone. So, yeah. <laughs> you win. Or just or just some footage I found online. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> use my top-notch software and <laughs> myself went over to Austria. <laughs> so so that's my recommendation. Did y'all come up with any uh voting symbol ideas? You know, I think I think I'm sold on yours more. Um there, there were a couple of things that that you know I was thinking of a chimney sweep, um, the and but nothing really a chimney sweep. I, a chimney sweep. Did yeah, you the, go to Mary Poppins? What now? Yes, yes. yes. This is live and recorded. Aubrey's confusing yes. Julie Andrews movie. <laughs> I am. I, I. I did. I did confuse Julie Andrews movies. I'm so sorry. Did you it, watch it, the it's, Sound it's, of Music? It, it, it's a. <laughs> the hill. Now see why, why I got to be that bad. <laughs> I don't why I got know, to be because why I, mean, I got to be so bad that I didn't even watch the movie. Anyway, I. <laughs> what happened? What happened is the sound. The sound. The Sound of Music <laughs> sent me down. A musical pathway and i ended up watching several musicals yes i ended up watching several musicals uh because i couldn't stop myself from watching mary poppins been there after after i watched other music (laughs) and so you know and there were other musicals that it, it ended up being about a lot. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was a musical. It was a musical <laughs> evening. Well, <laughs> I, I, like I, I, say all, I, I say all that to say. Um, so when I was contemplating, I definitely. I feel like overlocked. if we were, if Aubrey was in a sitcom, it would be a montage of him like all day on the couch in Yo, different positions. It <laughs> at, some, absolutely. at some point, it he would have I, tissue absolutely. crying. Like it would, just, <laughs> it would just be like, what? <laughs> I was supposed to watch this one and I watched it. I, I mean, there, there, oh. there, there's, parts, there's parts of these musicals that are good to your feels. Like, oh, even they do. You know, when, they when, know they, when exactly they were singing. When, when they were singing, uh, uh, when the Vaughn family was singing the second uh, uh, So Long For Well, <laughs> you know, oh. which I, I'm going to tell you, as many times as we've watched this movie, I never noticed how many how much they got away with singing the same song. Like, Listen, I was times. waiting for us to talk about <laughs> yeah, music. No, wait, no, we're going to add We're going to add ourselves. Let me just say... <laughs> What? Let me but just they say, all hit you different each time. Let me just say it was. It was. <laughs> let me just say it was horrendous that I mixed up Mary Poppins and 
the sound of music. The musical I apologize to the musical you. to the musical they forgive you. Uh, community. The all thirty of us, because there's only like thirty or thirty five of us. I don't know about that, bro. There's people. There's a there's ton people. of musical people. Oh yeah. There's people, but a lot of them are just in hiding. They're in hiding. I was talking. <laughs> no, not so. I cool. was talking to one of my <laughs> homeboys, right? And we were working out, and I'm usually very. I you love know, this already. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm usually. I, I don't usually talk about my musicals with my homeboys because musicals are so far out of their <laughs> reality in most cases. But um, it was funny because we had this moment like we're at the gym and you know we're lifting and all of that stuff. And somehow, I don't remember exactly how, but the conversation got on the musicals somehow. And I said, well, do you like musicals? He's like, man, I love musicals. <laughs> and I was just like, this, this could be some kind of skit. Like, I don't know how to yeah. pull it all out. It's just, it's a certain group of people that yeah. are like, I'm going to sit here and watch this three-hour movie that everything that's going on, they sing about it. Yeah, uh, sing about a flower, Edelweiss. Okay, yeah. so mm. <laughs> Brittany, I'm gonna Brittany, sing it twice in the same. Listen movie. that, <laughs> because it was important. It was important, Brittany. It was important. And before listen. we get to it, look, look, we're not even gonna get there yet. We'll go back to it, mm-hmm. but just know it was important. It was so important. And I really did start to want to cry at that time. I was like, yo, this means so much to them right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It means that so much be, to them that, right now. That could be, uh, watch and I expertly circle back to the point. That could be a voting symbol. You know, it's what true. about it? What that about Edelweiss? Edelweiss, uh, a hill full yeah, of Edelweisses. You know, Brittany, you always want to make the symbol the melange. <laughs> That'd be interesting, Maylon. <laughs> Look, here, here's the thing. Janiah made... I think... No, no, no. I But I like I like the Edelweiss, though. I like... Because it was it's, a symbol it's, it's a of symbol. Austria. It was also... It, that, that particular song was uh, the father singing it yeah. to the children was actually a breakthrough moment. It yes. was him showing tenderness... Um, when um, Maria, the Julie Andrews character, had just started to change the energy in the household and she was just yes. starting to bring them together. And that was a major breakthrough moment for him. And again, it came, it surfaced again when they were um, executing their top notch plan to get away from the Nazis. So Edelweiss could I th- be. I think I like it. I think, because here's the thing could be the I love, symbol. I love the hills. And they you did a alive. phenomenal, you alive. actually did a phenomenal He's job alive, because and it, and it started there and ended there. Right. So, mm-hmm. so, so it, it was definitely, but as a symbol, I like, you know, cause it's a thing. Yeah. Edelweiss is like a, I like it. Mm-hmm. And it came through organic conversation. Totally. You know, we all love totally. that well, I love that. And you like I know why you love it, Brittany. Why? You know why I love it. You know why you love it. Life you know is you love jazz. It. Edelweiss is jazz. Edelweiss was jazz manifested. Mm-hmm. It I was. I think that's it. Well, y'all, that's it. That's it. All right. At the end of this podcast, the sound of music 
will receive zero, one, two, or three Edelweisses, Edelweiss blooms. Edelweiss blooms, yes. And, you know, it has to receive three in order to be considered a classic from other right perspective. That's it. All right, mm-hmm. y'all. Well, I feel like our, our our discussion has already started. We're already into it. We're into we the in there. We in there. In well, it. I'm going to make this recap quick, y'all, so we can okay. get right back to it. If you are new to our podcast, we do a recap at the top. It is full spoilers, okay? But we do a quick recap at the top because our content is generally quite old, okay? <laughs> and even if you have seen it, you probably haven't seen it in a while. In many cases. And I mean. so, <laughs> you know, it's so funny, like, as I was just, you know, doing high level research for the podcast, they have already done the 50 year celebration for this movie, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, been, it's been a minute. So um, we do a recap just to make sure we're all fresh. So I'll, ro- I'll walk through it here. You know, our story takes place in Austria in 1938. And a young woman named Maria, played by Julie Andrews, is trying to realize her dream of becoming a nun. But she is horrible at it. Okay, <laughs> she can't stop herself. Yeah. <laughs> she can't stop herself from saying whatever's on her mind. She can't stop herself from singing all the time, and she can't stop herself from running around in nature when she be, should be doing nunnish duties. Okay, and the nuns in the abbey, especially the head nun, played by. Peggy Wood, genuinely love her and they want to make it work, but they are also exhausted with her inability to follow the rules. And they decide to send her away to become a governess for a retired Navy captain who is a widower with seven kids that can't seem to keep a governess, okay? The nuns hope that the assignment will give Maria a taste of life outside of the Abbey so she can see if being a nun really is the right thing for her. And of course, Maria is intimidated by the assignment at first, but she's committed to doing a good job. And when she gets to the home of the Von Trapp family, um, you know, and the, the, the father, played by Christopher Plummer, he essentially runs a household like a military base. He beckons the children with whistles. He keeps them on a rigid schedule. And then it turns out that he isn't even there a lot of the time because he's away in Vienna, according to Baroness. Okay. And the kids who are age five to 16, they torture the staff of the house in part just to get some attention, you know. Um, Maria immediately understands why she is the 13th governess that they have had. And she decides that God has brought her to that house to bring joy back to the Von Trapp household and to restore the relationship between the father and the kids. Against the father's wishes, she teaches the kids to sing and takes them out all the time to play, and she quickly wins them over. And eventually, the father's heart starts to thaw a little, and he starts to fall for Maria right along with the kids. And as much as Maria tries to fight it because she knows it's inappropriate, she is starting to fall for Captain Von Trapp as well. And guess what? That is too bad for the Baroness, okay? Because the Baroness can see that her man is getting a little distracted, okay? The Baroness, who's played by Eleanor Parker, ends up confronting Maria and really making her feel bad about the the feelings that are being exchanged between her and the captain, okay? Maria ends up fleeing the house in the night and returning to the Abbey, figuring it is better to just get out of that house before their feelings continue to grow. Surprisingly. 
the nuns disagree, okay? They send her back. And they say, essentially, that hiding from her truth is not the way to find it. Oh, y'all, that's in the house. I can't wait to talk about it. Okay. And so she goes back to the Von Trapp household. The kids are happy to see her. And so is the father who calls off his engagement to the Baroness and asks Maria to marry him. She agrees and they get married. And while they are away on their honeymoon, the Nazi regime has taken over Austria and they have actually summoned the captain to join their ranks. Okay. Declining the invitation would be fatal for the entire family. Okay, but their values will not let them give in. So even though they were being watched very carefully, they decide to escape to Switzerland, okay, via a plan that included singing in a musical competition, getting some help from nuns in the Abbey, and a harrowing journey on foot through the mountains. And the movie ends with them in the mountains safely on their way to neutral political territory. The end. Hey y'all, that that, that was recap, so good. You took thank me you, back through thank it. Thank you, y'all. That <laughs> recap was brief, but this movie was three hours. Okay, two hours it was, and fifty four minutes. An epic movie. Okay, the movie had to be long though, because first of all, it was an epic movie in the sense of not a time frame, but what it covered was it covered a lot. And to think that's it's because I hadn't watched this movie in a long time, surprisingly. Like it's been like you most of this, the movies we watch and talk about, like I will have watched them, you know, periodically and stuff like that. But like this one, um, my fair lady, that's what me and my boys started talking about. Because we were talking about Henry Higgins. That that's that's how that conversation started. But anyway, um, so the move this movie it was like i was watching it again for the first time like i could vaguely i knew like vaguely what was going on but i really didn't know and i knew that at the end things go left but i didn't know mm. if they went left like tragically go left like sure. like somebody died i couldn't remember mm. so i'm just saying it was it was Interesting. And in watching it in that context, I realized that this movie could have been a movie without any of the songs. Like the movie could have just been a movie. It it, it could have just been a normal movie Mm -hmm. with the, and that's That's such a good observation. It's it's, so good. I'm not saying it's uncommon, but that's, you Mm -hmm. know, most musicals are steeped in, you know, being a musical where this one, it could have really, the plot could have been its own Bro, thing. Oh, it's such and, a good point. And so now, so of course it had to be long because you're just adding songs on top of that. But the other thing that I really appreciated about it was it was almost like two movies in one. Mm-hmm. Because at the you could have when when she when they got married, that could have ended that movie. Legitimately what I was thinking when I was watching it. I was like, this movie has two endings. Wow. If you would have took out all the references to the Nazis in Austria, because there wasn't that many prior Mm -hmm. to the end, but if you took that out, it would have still been a whole movie Mm -hmm. because it would have just been the love story. They would have got married and that could have been the end, you know, like like that mm-hmm. could have been the end. But when they did go left, 
I found myself excited because Absolutely. that could have been because you could have took out all the Nazi Austria parts, put them all together, and that could have been a short movie mm-hmm. in and of itself. So I, I'm just saying I don't see like even though it was long, it didn't feel like fluff. Yeah, and it, it felt you know. How did you feel, sis? How did you feel about the length and the pace? I thought it was perfect. I started watching oh, really? it. I did. I was like, you were that surprised because we- she, she was texting us, y'all. Like this movie long. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't say it wasn't long. Right. It was long. <laughs> yeah. But it was long in the sense of I look up and I'm like, I started at 9 a.m. and it was 12:30. And I was like, right. well, I started about 9:30. And I was like, it's already been, you know. Almost three hours. Uh, like, sure. I was mm-hmm. like, wow, this movie is long, but it's keeping my attention. You didn't feel it. Didn't feel it. Yeah. Everything that was happening, but also I was sharing this with Janiyah, was just that there is something about this movie that is was really hitting home for me with the season of life I'm in. Mm. And normally movies go like really like social justice with me, or you know, just you know, I'm always looking for the in-between the line thing. But to see this movie really talk about that, things that were happening, I was like, oh, that makes sense to me on a spiritual level right now. Yeah. Say more about that, sis. What specifically was resonating with you like that? When she was going to, well, first of all, Julie Andrews, just her, well, Maria, excuse me, walking in who she was. Mm. Like, despite her trying to be this, type of thing which was a nun she was still there was still something pulling her to be like no like let me go sing on top of a mountain when I'm supposed to be at morning prayer right Right? like what is going on and I um also appreciated her there being a woman her her the head nun Mm -hmm. being very like and in an advisory role, it wasn't a finger pointing role. Like you need to get yes. it together, Maria. Yes. It was, you need that type of person in your life when you are trying to figure things out. There's the older person. They've been there before. They're like, listen, you need to figure out if this is what you want to do or not. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let us go, go ahead and go out. Um, and also just hearing her in that song, because it's so crazy Somewhere in my brain, I cut off the beginning, like 30 minutes of this movie. And I was when I was watching it, I was like, I don't remember any of this. I don't remember this nun song. I don't remember any of this. And I was like, okay, this is like so important. Listening to her, uh, Maria's care, or Maria sing that song on the way to the Von Trapp house about, you know, I'm scared, I'm nervous, but I've yes. always wanted something big. I've always wanted to do something grand. I always wanted to explore. So this is my time to explore. I was just like, yes. yes. And then her going back to the house after she's falling in love with him, unbeknownst to her that she would do that, She's falling in love with this man. So I just love that it was genuine circumstances that yes. just had them to start to, to, to fall in love with each other. Yeah. And she gets back. She runs away because let me tell you that Baroness 
was coming up in it like you're not about to mess up my rich situation okay Baroness Baroness was rich on her own she was she wanted that man thank you she wanted that man and she wanted his money because she went as Uncle Max was talking about they wanted to be super rich because I love (laughs) listen Uncle Max character was like I love him so much but at any rate like she was you know through her snaky ways basically you know Maria leaves and so she goes back and Maria, because she And that was nun, Richard Hayden. Richard Hayden Richard plays Hayden. Max Detweiler. Richard, like Maria leaving, she feels like she sinned because she's fallen in love. Mm. Any, again, some head nun could have been like, well, you did sin. <laughs> then the head nun goes, you do know that you can love a man and it's still the same type of love that you can like have for God. Like that's still love. Yeah. She said love between a man and a woman is also holy. I said, well, you, I said, listen, you're a head nun. I don't know what your name is on this show, but she was, she was, she was doing something that people in that position rarely do. Mother Abbess, Mother Abbess played by Peggy. Mother Abbess. Uh, Shout out. She was helping her discover her own truth instead of trying to impose a truth on her. There you go. There you go. And then and when she discovered and then sang a song to her about the song climbing every mountain. Girl, go climb every mountain. Ford every stream until you find your dream. So often we are like, we give people like, oh, the American dream is married, two kids, a dog. Okay. Like, once you've made it there, you're done. So that leaves so many people on this trajectory. Like, I've not made it because I don't have this dream. Mm. Why is that your dream? Or why is that the only one you have? You can have multiple ones. Yes. yes. I was just like this, her, her encouraging her. And then even looking out into the window you saw Mother Abbess, which I was like, I know she had to be somebody else at some point in time because she was an older woman in this movie. Watching her sing that song, it lets you know how she was living her dream, mm. being this head nun and being like, I want everybody to experience this level of dream. completeness, That's this it. level so, of being in your in your ministry. I said, I'm on a journey. I don't want to go to a nunnery. And then have to leave. I said, but I love what is happening in this musical. Okay, mm. that mm-hmm. is why. So I was sitting in my bed watching it, like, oh my god, I'm about sis, to fly. And, sis, I'm and, fly. It, sis, and it was Mother Abbess, but it was that entire nun community. I just thought about, gosh. Isn't that what we all deserve? Don't we all deserve to have people around us that kind of say, listen, you got pros and cons, you, okay? (laughs) But your pros are wonderful and we celebrate them. And you need to find a life that makes sense for you. Yes. I just, I mean, her entire community was rallying around her. I mean, they they had that line in the song, who can catch a moonbeam? I said... Yeah. They said, how do you solve a problem like Maria? And what they were basically saying is, how do you um, help someone that is so special also understand that they need a special path, you know, and to to, to encourage them to lean into it and just Mm -hmm. find out what in the heck it is. 
And that whole community to me was so special. They they even helped with the escape at the end. You know, Maria didn't have any other family. You know, when it yeah. came down to the wedding and it was like, uh, you know, the, the, the captain was like, do I need to ask anybody permission? You know, do you have any family? They went to the kids to ask permission for the marriage. But her family was, for all intents and purposes, it was, it was, it was the nun community. It was the people at that abbey. And they did whatever they could, including sending her away to try to help her find her bliss. So, sis, that that part really resonated for it's me as well. So good. And that, so good. that is a good segue to just on this topic of like Maria and her relationships with people. You know, Maria comes into this household and she meets these children. OK, um, and that. That was really interesting. Part of it was, as you said, sis, she was just going to be herself no matter where she was. It, mm-hmm. in, like in spite of wanting to, she didn't even want to be herself all the time. She can't help it. Okay? okay. So she she meets, she gets to this household. She's being herself. And she started this wonderful relationship with these kids. And, you know, so just wanting to kind of throw Maria's relationship with the children into the conversation. Um, and in particular, wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on um, how sheltered those children were. And, um, you know, so just want to throw that question out there. How did you all feel about this relationship between Maria and the kids and how, like, how it evolved? <laughs> I was cracking up at first. Them kids, when when uh, Von Trapp, when Captain Von Trapp said, <laughs> uh, our last... A governess was here for two hours. I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's a bad kid. It was I was like, kid and so you bad. think it's the kids, but it's also it's him. It's it's him. That, it's his orientation was here is the whistle symbol for each one of my children <laughs> that I expect you to memorize. You what? do like this when, to call the oldest. Man, he, was, like, he was like, and when I need you, I'll make this. <laughs> She was like, what? Call like, me like I, I'm a dog? I would tell you, that, that, <laughs> was, that was genuinely funny. I know I don't know that time. Yes, I was, there were some words I was The comedy in the movie was actually funny. It wasn't it was, like... It was well done. It, it, it's it was. not like musical funny. It's like actual, like, yo, when he... <laughs> was, <laughs> and he was making up songs. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, and he was like, is this, this, is, this, this is what I would use like, to call you. And she said, Oh, I could never respond to a whistle. I'd be humiliated. And then, and then how she um how she communicated it, because it's like when she was saying, yeah. It was it was I like things like that when one person does something to communicate the idea rather than just listening it out. Yes. And it was like it was like there was no words that needed to be spoke because uh, spoken because it was like you saw how you felt when I whistled at you. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah she whistled at him how... and then said, "She said, oh, you didn't tell me what how to call you with a whistle. What's your what's your whistle?'" Right. And he said, "You can call me Captain." Oh, okay. Oh, so so we oh, oh, oh but the rest of us get a oh. whistle. Okay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have. I would have been there, I'm like, you do know all those noises you just made sound the same. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> is the difference. All these noises. 
But I just thought it was so funny. Them kids put a frog in her pocket. Those kids put a pack on orange chair. I was like, these little mischievous, little cute children. They're so. <laughs> they're but she so called them right out. She called them right did. out. You know, well, she, and, and she did it though. And like, I'll, I'll say that her character speaks to me in a sense. To answer your question, Janai, like I find that in my life, walking unapologetically in my truth tends to work out. Mm. And um, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you find yourself um, acquiescing to someone else's, uh, you know, just thought process based on the situation. You don't even realize that you're doing it. But like nobody can ever catch you being you if you're Mm. just being being yourself. Mm. And and the thing was, is that you saw there was just that moment where she's like, look, none of these people are going to make me not walk about truth, including the these kids. children. And I, I'm a loving person. So there's no need for me to tattle on them and mm. do all, you know, when, when we fought, when they put this pie code on my, and you know, they tricked me in different ways before. I'm just going to talk about how they welcomed me. And that I'm sure they wouldn't be to feel great. And it was just like, <laughs> I just love how when they were at the dinner table, her just walking even deeper in her truth was just breaking them one by one. Totally. They were just, totally. they were just okay. feeling so bad. So that's why they started crying. They were ashamed. I was like, why did they start crying? And I was because like, I'm she wasn't, she, she put wasn't a guilt trip them. on them. She put a guilt yes. trip on them. Because they had been that's pranking her literally since she walked in the door. And, and she's she, like, <laughs> she sat down to dinner and said, oh, I just want to thank you all for yeah, such a warm you. welcome. So- uh, you know, you knew that I would be coming here, you know, to a strange place and a house and full of strange so- people <laughs> wanting to fit in. And you did your part. You did your part to make sure that I felt real comfortable. Look, I'm paraphrasing. Here's, and here's, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you notice, she, she never lies and the nuns never lie. But yep. they will present the truth in an unapologetic manner that totally. gets to the point. That and that's just an effective point. way of communication because the thing is, is that if she would have kept trying to break those kids, they, or like the other nuns, she would have just met resistance like that's everybody all. else did. But it's, no, let me just, I'll allow you to realize what you're doing. That's right. I'm going to speak my truth. That's I'm right. going to talk about how I was nervous walking in here. And, and like, and it's just, and you could just see it about it. And it was just so they funny. They were so embarrassed. Comedically at the same time. Yes. Right. Because by the end, all of them were like, And <laughs> 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 what was so, so what was even more the whole funny? Table. The Von Trap, the dad was not, he wasn't like, he didn't, he wasn't like, why are you crying? He, he was just like still eating his dinner. I was just like, well, he knew. If you notice, he, kids. <laughs> if you notice he brought it up. Later he on. He knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. That was what, that's because he said, when they talked about when they loved, when they first fell in love with each other, she, he said, when it was with the pine cone, you know, because I mean? like she didn't even know that he knew about the pine cone. Right. But it was just him. It was just him seeing her yeah. handle the situation like like uh, he didn't help her or nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just like 
he just loved how she did it. You know, like, like, and I think this that is a special um, woman to come here and help me with all seven of these kids. <laughs> She's got to be able to hang in there. But but it was also funny because it also lets you see how because she says she fell in love with him during the whistle, which you would have thought that is where she would have not liked him. But I'm like, she probably just saw that, okay, he's overzealous in certain ways, but ultimately this dude was to, you know, like she could see his good qualities yeah, manifest to get away. This was a man doing the best he could. Right, he had right. been successful in the military. He was now a father on his own. Yes. I'm going to run this house in a way that I know I can be successful. <laughs> and so it's one of those things where she just saw it and was like, this is so ridiculous. <laughs> so you sad. are so doing a horrible this job. So How sweet. Like, and, and, the, and the poor kids, they're just, they're just in line. <laughs> he really is trying. It's a horrible oh, solution. Like, but he's what? he's in it. And yeah. listen, I loved so much like watching all the kids come into her bedroom when it was storming. And yeah. then it was so innocent. The little girl, she was sitting there, she was like, I'm sure your brothers are going to be coming in. And the little girl's like, boys don't get scared. Yeah. And then as soon as that next thunder came, they came running in the room. And the boy was like, we just wanted to make sure. Can I tell you, I, okay. I actually struggle with it. I struggle with that scene. Yeah, why? I struggle with it because those kids were aged five through 16. Now, mm-hmm. the five, I will even take up to 10 years old, maybe. You scared of thunder. But by the time you 10 and a half, you need to figure out that that's thunder and you just need to keep it moving. Well, that, that, I, that, that was one of the, it is a they, But they were so, <laughs> exactly. but they were so, they were so innocent. And it was, maybe so, they don't have storms in Austria. <laughs> Austria don't have storms. If you see the hills are alive with music. They don't have storms, okay? <laughs> oh, Beautiful I didn't know it was the first year. storm ever that they had Exactly. Experienced. They didn't know what was going on. Maya, <laughs> you know, oh, for me, in the lines. Part, part, <laughs> of what, part of what I appreciated about, like, the, the, the relationship building in the movie, um, it made the length of the movie worthwhile because, for the yeah. most part, you got yeah. to see the relationships evolve. Yeah. Her relationship with the kids, though, I felt like they rushed it. In that scene, um, they used thunder for these. <laughs> you too old to be scared of thunder. Even in the most sheltered of of life experiences, even if you have only been around your brothers and sisters, you ain't been out here in these streets mingling with other kids. Okay, you don't have the internet. Okay, you know, even you're the not, most sheltered of experiences. You're not wrong, but it is a musical. But, you're not wrong. But, but to but, me, I, see, I just I, all I could think of. They could have found another circumstance that would have been a more genuine reason for them to come to her for support. I and I don't want to go throwing deaths around, but a death in the family, like a like a family pet dying. I don't know. Family pet got struck by lightning. (laughs) 
She wanted to now wanted to add a new song. Why couldn't the family dog have died? From that the lightning, they got struck, and then it was disoriented. Into the lake and drowned. Okay, then. You add. I am just saying there would have been a way to create a situation that they would come to her. And you know what? There was even one that was happening right there, which was the father was constantly leaving. And what we figured out from the conversations between Maria and the housekeeper is that he sometimes he'd be gone for more than a month. And when he leaves, he doesn't give an estimate on his return time. Okay, he just leaves. They don't know when he's coming back. That circumstance enough could have been a reason for them to rally around her. Like, can you maybe talk to him and see if you'll get him to stay? He is constantly leaving. That would have been enough. I just right. thought, really? No, oh, no, no. You, see, I, that's all run down to the bedroom. We just met her. No, Come on. I, I think, I don't know. I, I see what you're saying, but I'm just like, they were too old. She, she, they, you, she's not wrong. I, I'm saying, though, but I think little kids, they use. Because they're so kids. Well, these and even into your preteens, right? Because you had the 16, then there was 14, and then all 13 and down. Kids, for the most part, so I'm thinking 13 and down, you're finding excuses not to go to sleep. You're finding reasons not to be in bed, to mm. avoid your bedtime. Oh, I'm afraid of the thunder. Like, <laughs> you know, like part of me feels like that as well. Okay. That thing. It was a little manufactured. Exactly. Oh, we just want to go check her out, kind of, maybe. Exactly, okay. exactly. But because it, it also it was just so funny how it was like, okay, just little groups of them just kind of coming in. And so I think about how it's also their mom has been gone for years. Yeah. And obviously their father is very militant and he's not always around. And so all of a sudden you're having you're immediately connected to this woman because she made me cry at dinner. Mm-hmm. Who is this lady? Mm-hmm. I'm immediately seeing that. She's different. Her heart is different. She's not like any of our other governesses. And as children who are literally being starved for attention, oh, yeah. as they admit, I, I, we do these things because how else are we going to get our dad's attention? Okay. All right, sis. You, 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 you want me over. Like, you want me as a larger tactic of children to get attention. Now you're, 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 now I'm picking up what you're dropping. You know, if it's one of those things where a kid, they were probably also still feeling a measure of guilt about their behavior when she arrived. So, and they didn't know how to express it. So they were just- I mean, I, 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 definitely, I definitely felt the same thing. You know, like I felt like they were, first of all, some of them were developmentally stunted at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, cause like, and that could go all yeah. the way to adulthood. I yeah. mean, you remember like listening to Michael Jackson talk, you felt like, you were talking to somebody who was five a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, no life way, experiences. The, the way he would respond. And if you remember the way that our, our kids don't play, like they don't, you know, just they didn't even yeah. own. What is it? They walk around in meditation or something? Yeah, they had to do, they just had to do walks. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So she was like, she was like, let's sing. They were like, we don't know how to sing. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I can even get with it. We don't know how to sing, by the way, because you, if you are truly isolated, you could actually never learn to sing. Like I, that's plausible. You know, it was just that yeah. thunder where I was like, y'all are rushing and- this relationship. I'm I'm saying if I was me being the oldest, right? 
if there was a situation where you all, for whatever reason, like you all were congregating somewhere, I probably would have found my way there somehow. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't have been in the same way. Sure. But what I'm saying is, is that I had a normal childhood, though. So I, I, I'm just saying, what, like, because to be honest, now I know exactly what you were talking about. Because I, I, it was a little in that scene. But the way they were like ducking down when this, but, the, I was just like, you lost me. You yeah. lost me, Sound of Music, with this. Listen, thunderstorms <laughs> are very valid in Austria. It, well, let's it, talk about the first one. Are the first, first one. And they've been known to kill family pets. There's a lot going on. With these and that's what Janaya didn't know, is that the thunderstorm <laughs> killed one of the pets. And, and that's the why they were all in the room. It was post-traumatic. Yeah, oh, see, y'all added these layers. This is, this is the layers I needed the, the to really be in that moment with those children. And we, the family pet in the car. Can we, can we talk about the These music? kids are traumatized. <laughs> I want to ask you all, did you, one thing, some, like I said, I haven't seen this in a while, and I, did, and I didn't remember that they used the same songs um, over and over again. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say it made sense mm-hmm. in, in the way, because like all families have things that they revisit. That's right. You know what I mean? How many times have we said in the month? In the month. You know, like it's, it's the thing. It's a thing we do. So, so it rang true. But the word times I'm like, yeah, we did kind of just hear this. I'm just curious. What, what did you all think about that? Or did you think think about it at all? Did I you, did think did about even... it. I was cracking up. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is this the third time we're hearing about these hills being alive? Right, right, right. So like that's the third time that that's the hills are, hmm. hills really alive. I just wanted alive. to circle back to the hills real quick. They're alive. Is he on the guitar right now singing about Edelweiss again? I said, no. I said, now how did y'all get away with this? How did y'all get away with this? You know what's so funny? Let's sprinkle songs that we always said, let's sprinkle a new song in there. They won't know. And then we'll just circle back to the other song. Don't don't circle back. Don't circle back. Didn't we do something recently where they didn't do it right? where they kept reusing the songs and we were like, why are they reusing them? Because it wasn't effective. Oh, White Christmas. Okay, don't y'all remember in White Christmas, it was like, it. I'm just remembering our podcast conversation. Okay, right, right. Because, I'm trying to bring my brain back to Because it. what they did in White Christmas is that they would have oh. the song come up organically in conversation. Oh, yeah. that's right, that's right, but that's right. But then it would right. also be a that's song right. in the that's that was, right. we did that, was that, that they were doing on stage in their vaudeville show. But wait, that. that was a song from your organic moment in the in on the train. Yes, now right, right, right. And so and so that was troubling for us. And so when I was watching them redo these songs, y'all, I'm gonna tell you, it didn't bother me. Not it didn't bother me either. I was funny. I knew it was what was happening. Funny. But I was in the hills as well. And I was like, you know what? We are still in these hills. Let's loop back. Okay. (laughs) And then the other thing they were doing is introducing like a new verse sometimes. Like you get a couple of, you know, like an additional little stanza. So a a couple of words. A couple of new little take on it. Um, And then I think about um, the Edelweiss song in particular. And I 
I'm I'm really happy we landed on that as our voting symbol. I got to yeah, tell y'all because one, there's a really interesting bit of trivia that I picked up on Edelweiss. Uh-oh, because here we go. Here of we go. people, Janiyah trivia, new new segment. <laughs> yes. Because of people um, watching Sound of Music, people thought that Edelweiss was the national song for Austria. And if you think about it, so the, the lyrics of that song, and I will tell you, I actually performed that song on stage in middle school uh, really? when I was when I was studying I classical voice. Yes. And um, that is probably why I was in my head singing Edelweiss. Because you knew it already. I, was like, I, was I knew it and I just heard it. That is why, because I was like, why do I know this song? Like, I, yes. what's and going song, on here? The song is really celebrating the flower. And if you, it, you know, you, there are a lot of ways where you could use it. You could, you could sexualize that song if you wanted. You can make it romantic because you can make the flower an analogy for a lot of things. But there's a line in the song where he says, bless my homeland mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. And so that is when you start to realize, okay, in the context of this movie, where there's this, this secondary storyline of Austria's entire identity about to, to change, um, you know, this, that song of kind of like clinging to what, what is precious so to me, what I love. I love that it came up in the moment where his children, who were just starting to see the softer side of their father, they asked him to sing. And he sings Edelweiss and he sang it with a kind of tenderness that was about the political moment, because that was clearly very present for him. It was coming up in his interactions with his professional colleagues, you know, Um, but it was also to me, I felt something in it that was about his life before his first wife died. You know, there was something Mm. so mournful Mm. in his singing in it. So then when they looped back to it again, it felt completely appropriate. Because we yeah. were back in another moment of this forced transition, and I'm trying yeah. to hold on to to what I love and what is what is sacred to me. So yeah. anyway, I, I every time they recycled, it felt appropriate. Unlike so, in White Christmas, where it was like, "Why are y'all doing that?" Now I you found know. myself almost crying whenever the kids were singing for the Baroness. And he walked in that door and it was almost like something hit him because, you know, because you find out before then that there had been no singing and stuff like that in the house mm-hmm. since the wife passed because she was the one that was always doing that. And so when he walked into that room, it was almost like he stepped in and he transformed like, yes. I don't know. I don't remember what song it was. And then. The kids were looking at him as if they were looking at a ghost like they couldn't believe it. They could not believe it. And in that moment, it was like, we got our dad back. We haven't seen him in at least five years. Mm. I think I think she had been dead. So I'm assuming she died during childbirth for the youngest one. They don't ever talk about how she passed away. But I remember them talking about that. She's been gone for five years. Mm. And So I was Mm. like, okay, maybe that's the maybe that's what happened. Makes sense. But mm-hmm. in my head, that's what it's going to be from now. <laughs> it's not from thunder hitting the car. Okay. I mean, from lightning hitting the car from <laughs> something. Got it. Uh, but him when he walked into that room, it was like, you know how you just get that sense of home. Yes. Like, it was almost like he was now back home yes. in his own home, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, this is this is intense. 
right now. Uh, and this sis, is intense. And sis, I'm remembering, I'm remembering what song the kids were singing. What the were Hills singing? Are Alive. Were they singing that song? They were singing The Sound of Music. It was a reprise. Because were they were singing like, The Sound of Music. The hill, and, you, and then you had the voice. That's right. Those are alive with the sound of music. That was one of those reprises. That was one of those reprises. It was, he was like, what is that? She was but like, he singing. knew that song and he loved that song. He loved that song. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah. the, the one that the one that uh, that definitely hit me was when they first sang um that Alvita Zane song. Uh so long farewell. I, I actually in, when they first sing it in the uh, at the end of the party or when they were going to bed for the party, um, I was like, I don't know if this is weird or touching. Like, I, like, I'm, like I, I feel like it's both. Like, I, I feel like I can say this is weird. I can say this is touching and I wouldn't be lying either way. But like, <laughs> but it was definitely... Just a little strange that everybody's crowd around looking at these kids singing. And but don't, like, don't you feel like you've seen like a lot of like pieces like before there was like television and like, you know, <laughs> where or in like iPods everywhere <laughs> where like the kids are performing. They're doing recitals. They're doing stuff. At family events. It's like, go little Billy and now play your violin, you know. <laughs> but that even still happens in modern times now because it's like, show us that dance. <laughs> What's that? Do, do that little, uh, what's that thing? That, what's that app, y'all? Do that, do that dance. <laughs> but y'all did, bro, on that scene, though, did either of you think of the Cosby's at all? I got to tell you, I actually, I was watching the movie with my boyfriend, and I turned to him, and I was like, I got to say, I like what the Von Trapp kids are doing, but the Cosby's did it better. I literally said that because the a, fam, a family... A family like singing to each other, you know. What the first thing I think of is the Cosby's doing it. I gotta say, that's that's but, where yeah, I but, go. but 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 I mean the Von Trapp sang though, and yeah. the Cosby's lip sang. That's, so I don't no, know. The performance was better for the Cosby's, but the Von Trapps did sing. So I, I forgot I, about that. And that that's was really their voices, y'all. Show. Those were their real voices. None of those were covers. Let me t- let me tell you something. I don't know what the name of this talent agency was, honey. Because when they are... brought it back, though, when they brought it back at the end, that one, that one, well, not the, that one kind of got me. Ooh. Like, like when, because when they were, again, I didn't remember exactly, but I knew what they were communicating that our life is about to be different after right. this. We don't know what, like, and just the um, gravity of that should not correct me <laughs> there was levity Which, in this uh, movie. you should you should you should you should see that's why you gotta leave it in Janai because that would have been, been a great throwback that would have been a great throwback to the to the well now we have episode. to tell everybody because I did edit it out in the last podcast anyway, recording J- I, I had a brain uh, malfunction and I mixed up like you did this gravity. one earlier today with that chimney sweep. <laughs> yes, and you know what? To be honest, with me, with me working, you need some of that giga galoba. With me working on uh, no sleep, I am so impressed how well I'm doing. Bro, right you now. really well, didn't go to sleep for watching musicals. 
you know how that happens sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no. just like it was like I I, you're in it. Like you get in it, and, it was, and then there's a point of no return where you're like, you know what? I'm going. <laughs> it's, it's going to be worse See, than that two hours. Is binge watching so some shows. Just, let's just keep it going, but. But what, I, what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is just record. But anyway, I mixed up levity and gravity. Janai corrected me. And, and I was then just edited talking about, the whole thing out. So nobody she edited know. the whole thing out. But I'm just saying it would have been funny. <laughs> that wasn't Janai about, living in jazz. She wasn't living in jazz when she edited <laughs> she went that back out. To classical she went back to classical. She went back to that. Eight of us. Back, but it doesn't <laughs> matter, Brittany, because Janaya is is getting more in it. You getting us both into the jazz. We're both. Really we're both getting better. You're welcome. We're both getting better, Brittany. You're welcome. We're both getting better. <laughs> it's true. So, but but I mean, all for real though. When you recognize how heavy that is, right there. Yes. Like like that. Yo, there. Whatever's happening, because either they're going to get caught or they're going to go away. That's right. Either way, everything is different. Mm -hmm. And just you can see it on their faces that they don't quite know what's going on, but they know. And the kids, the kids, the kids definitely don't know what's going on in this scene where they're they're fleeing for their lives. One of the kids that's, again, too old to be clueless. She goes, maybe it's that red flag with the spider on it that's getting everybody so nervous. I she said, she was too old. She was too old. She was, she was, she was the 10 or 12. I listen, she was I know it. But if your parents aren't telling you that there are Nazis <laughs> who are going around and trying to exterminate a whole but group here's, of people, here's my thing. And they're not, and you know that Uncle Max wasn't telling them. Here's, that Uncle here. Max was trying to get money. Here, here, here. <laughs> Here's the point you're missing here, okay? These kids, okay, listen, how are you going to be there, okay? Your your whole country is about to be taken over, and your parents ain't sat you down to even let you know what symbols to look for. I just felt like, my gosh, these children are so ill-equipped. And then what I, and again, this in processing it, I thought to myself, that is part of privilege. That's part of their wealth. That's part of the fact that they had the privilege to be so isolated. Because you better believe there's some kids that are out there in the market right now that have no choice but to know what is going on. And so and there's a why, level. So then the ring truly. That's how I talk myself into being fine with it. Okay, I got you. I got because you, I, got I was you. like, you know what? She's going to shape her mouth. She don't even know. So I just thought to myself, it, it, there was a takeaway for me there that is it goes back to these conversations that I feel like we've had these conversations about, um, you know, how important it is to try to help children to be innocent as long as you can. But we know that for some people, the realities of life are going to come come and get you no matter what. Like it or not. Exactly. So like we always talk about like for, um, and it's, you know, this is, this is, this is common knowledge is talked about all the time that for children of color in America, they have to start to understand race and they have to start to understand difference and they have to start to understand economics and social hierarchy. They have to understand it because it ends up becoming a part of survival um, very, very early on. And so as I was watching these kids be able to literally sit in this fraught time in world history and have no idea what was going on, I thought that is such privilege. 
And so, yeah, it was realistic to me, but I just thought it was worth noting, you know, and it does make me think about um, how do you handle that? Do you, do you wait until you just have, you have no choice but to let your child know about a hard truth? Or do you tell them in advance so that they can be equipped? There will be thunderstorms. It will be loud. You don't need to go fleeing in somebody's room because of a sound. Okay. I, hear, I hear you against this, but I'm also thinking about our that country man. is about to be taken over. Let's talk about the possible implications and how things could change. But if you have a father, first of all, they was on a honeymoon for a month. I said, well, this has been looming. It has that's been some kind looming. of love. That's but I'm also thinking about that man that was now the head of being the Nazi man in Austria. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what he's called. We'll call him the Nazi That was probably butthead. his official title. Head yeah, Nazi man of, of head Austria. Nazi butthead. So he, the head Nazi butthead, he was walking around talking about, this is still the same Austria. <laughs> we need to know that this Austria has not changed. We, it is normal Salzburg. It's normal. It's, and so he was so bent on doing that. This is how children are influenced Outside of the house, outside Herr of the Zeller. Herr Zeller, Herr Zeller, mm. they're so influenced. And so if you have an uncle who he doesn't agree with it, but he also is not someone that's going to go against it because he doesn't want to get caught. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to be a Bennett. So he's doing his little like half Hail Hitler, whatever you're talking about. And then you have a father who was like, that's some BS. I don't agree with it. You're as a child who is literally stuck in the house unless your governess is there and letting you climb in trees. You are literally not talking you're about completely this. Iso- you're, 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 you're completely insulated, isolated. You're out of and, the loop. And as so many times, like I will listen to Ben Wright played Hair Zeller. Ben Wright. I will listen. He, listen, he did a good job because I hated him. Oh. Um, I I will listen to different podcasts and stuff like that. And to hear people who are in their 30s just now figure out what colorism is. Mm. Like it, it is, it is, a, it is really, it can really happen even in our modern time mm-hmm. when you have access to everything. Mm, when you, you can literally family. walk around ignorant. So when I think about a 10-year-old going, is that have to do with that with the, the flag with the spider on it? <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> That that does look like I, when she said it, I was like, it does look like a spider. That that that, that does look like a spider. And let me tell you, they awesome spiders, girl. They're coming up in there to bite you. So I was just like, yes, yeah. This made sense in a sense of these kids are innocent. A large yeah. part of their life has been taken away. Mm-hmm. They have been in they've been in prison for at least five years. Yeah. So if the if the Nazis have been coming in for that time, there has been no conversation about that. And mm. the governesses that have been there, they're so busy just trying to get them in line and learn all the whistle noises that they don't even have time to say, oh, by the way, some people who are trying to exterminate a whole group of people, they're about to take us over. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like there's no time to even have that conversation because your daddy's not going to have it with you. And then obviously the Judas in the house is not going to have it with you. Going to be standing in the window. The I said, I hope you choke on something this evening. I yeah. was like, these people were just getting away. And I just could not. 
I just that that part that made me so mad. Yeah, the butler was a Nazi sympathizer and truly was undermining the family's efforts to be free. And he was clearly a mole. He was a mole in the household. They made that very clear for us. And I appreciated them doing that. You know, that's, and I mean, that's, 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 all, that's all it was. And, mm-hmm. they, and uh, of course, you can see, you know, even when the the young guy, he got indoctrinated pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm sure, I mean. The team, the team, and, and, Rolf. And, and, Ralph. Rolf. Oh, oh, it was Rolf. I thought his name was Ralph. Mm-hmm. I made it American. But that's how people you sure that's did. how people but are. It's Rolf people. and his name was Dan. The, the actor was Daniel, I think it's True Hitty, is how it's probably pronounced, or True Height, True Height, maybe. Um, but he played Rolf. And so, bro, you were just talking about how he got indoctrinated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. And, and and then you know there's survival in there. Totally. Cause he obviously wasn't a privileged child, like 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 Lysel, his his the 16-year-old. Daughter, right. it, it was his love interest. Listen, he had a job. Uh, did Did you all have a favorite musical number hmm. in the movie? Man, that's, that's tough. That's hard. I think that I had an emotional connection to the nun singing that song because I was like, that nun is singing to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm a nun. Remember, 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 I'm a Ford every string. I'm a Ford every string. I'm the Ford that string. That's Thank right. You. Thank you, Mother Abbas. That's right. My, <laughs> I would say so. And this is actually another discussion point. But I tell you, but my actual answer, because there was that very tender moment when, um, because because I appreciated that Captain Von Trapp, he. He he broke up with the Baroness before he made any kind of overt move on Maria. They had had some moments, um, but he never just was like, mm, "I'm into you, girl," you know, or anything <laughs> along those lines. How did and how so, would he have said it? <laughs> mm, hey. I'm into you, girl. You know. <laughs> Hey, baby, boo. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do any. Hey, baby, boo. Hey, baby, boo. Um, and so because there had been no other moments where they had been explicit about their growing feelings, their first moment of being explicit about their growing feelings to each other was um, in the gazebo after he has broken up with the Baroness and he comes to her. She's realizing, you know what? The nuns have sent me back here to see if being in love with this man is a part of my journey that I should pursue. He's now engaged to the Baroness. I can't even dig in here and see what's going on. I have to let this go. I've missed this window. It's obviously not what God has in store for me. She's grappling with that. When he comes to tell her out in the garden near the gazebo, oh, I done broke up with the, with the, with the Baroness and I, I'm in love with you. And so they sing a song to each other where they are just so overjoyed with their shared emotion, um, she starts it off and she basically says, listen, I know my childhood was sketchy. You know, she said, but I must have done something right. Somewhere in my childhood, somewhere in my youth, I must have done something right if my life has led me here to this moment and to be with you. You know, if I had been blessed to find you, I must have done something right. And then he sings it back to her. I must have done something right in my life and in my childhood. 
and to 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 to, to be here in this moment with you right now. So that's what I'm going to say. Ain't nobody my ever saying that to me. <laughs> nobody ever saying that to me. What? Yeah, girl, you just got to climb every mountain. Listen. Every stream. That's too okay. much. I don't even like streams. <laughs> <laughs> you can do a river. You can okay. do a river. Thank you. It Thank don't got to be a stream. <laughs> but that I love that. And, and you know, one of the... um. One of the questions, actually, so this was a this was a debate that James and I had. James was saying that he didn't feel like they had necessarily done enough work to let us see a relationship progression between um, Captain Von Trapp and Maria. Like we got to see Captain Von Trapp evolve in his parenting as a result of her. But we did not see very many moments of them falling for each other. They danced together once. They they clocked eyes a couple of times. But he felt like there wasn't a a a progression in their 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 being taken with each other. And for me, that one song was enough. So I know we're in the middle of answering your question, bro, about the, no, I mean, the but favorite. The, but that but it's uh like. Didn't you just say earlier, what were you talking about? There wasn't enough development. There was, there was I thought they rushed the kids, the kids into intimacy with Maria through the thing. But you were song. okay with this one. I, I I not only was I okay with it, I loved <laughs> it because you know what? You know what? All I'm saying <laughs> is just people in general. When people are already exploring another avenue before they have wrapped up the current avenue they're on, I don't appreciate it. And so I yeah. appreciate that he broke up with the Baroness. And even when he was breaking up with the Baroness, he didn't say, I'm breaking up with you for her. That, he I, said, I mean, for, I for, for, me, for me, I don't think, I don't think him breaking, the way I saw it, I don't think him breaking up with the Baroness had anything to do with Maria. I agree with uh, you. Um, so I agree I, with you. So while he was with the Baroness, though, he was honoring that. So, I know, but I, I don't, but I'm saying you're, I don't think he was, it's not like he was weighing these two options. Like, I, I don't, I don't even think Maria, mm. to him, she was a nun. Like, that wasn't even a possibility. Even when they were dancing, bro, you don't nah, think he considered I don't, I don't, it? I, I think that he, I think, like, he was just realizing the baroness wasn't it. And, and for me, because like when Man, she was when playing, she, when yo, she was playing ball with, the, I didn't know what you found. Yo, she was, <laughs> playing, she was like, she was so and the kids, at it, and the kids were like, "What is this?" <laughs> he was like, like "I'm so, right." She was like so, four. He was like, "I'm number five. <laughs> <laughs> like this I was like, "These children about to put a frog in your pocket, foot, girl." But, they're going to put a frog in your pocket. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is, so like to me, the order of how it happened was just him realizing the Baron, like, this is not it. Like, sure. like I, like, so, and I think that it's the difference. And we've talked about this in other movies. I think it's the difference of checking boxes, which the Baron has checked all the boxes. Absolutely. And yeah. the magic. And what I'm saying is, is magic Woo. doesn't take time, especially in movies. Woo. Like, just like you think mm. about it, what size tort. Maria Listen. and Tony met each other 
one time. They didn't even know each other's last name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and you know, Tony going to the, Tony going to the, to the um, Hispanic part of town looking for Maria. Like, mm-hmm. what? That doesn't even make Screaming her name. People like, are asleep. I, it was funny. It was funny that somebody, somebody on some meme or something said the most unbelievable thing is only one person popping out the window in that neighborhood when you call it a neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I said? But, but the point I was just trying to make is, is that, yo, and especially in movie time, like, yo, they, it was just there. Yeah. And I think, and I think it all happened in that moment mm-hmm. because I don't think that he ever. I think he just looked at her as a nun. And then it was like all in that moment in the gazebo, which their gazebo scene was great. But I also like the gazebo scene with Rolf and. um, Yeah. What's her name? The oldest. Didn't love it. Lysol. I thought it was a good dance. I thought it was cool. But but, but I I appreciated the choreography of it. No, I I did appreciate that. I thought it was a good dance, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm putting it on a level of. Oh, I have a little like, trivia real quick about that. She go, give fell, us some trivia, G. She give fell us some. while she, they were recording that scene in that gazebo and sprained her ankle, but she muscled through and finished the, and finished it. And, um, and when she, when they finished recording the scene, um, the crew gave her a standing ovation because she, she was playing through the pain. You know, and then the other thing about that gazebo is there were actually two gazebos. There was the gazebo that was used for the filming that we're taught that we were talking about of the the adult couple, but the gazebo that was used for the filming of the the scene with the teens, that actual gazebo is still in Salzburg, Austria, and is now a um, it's a tourist attraction. Wow. Well, Janaya, and it was originally I, on the lot say, in, in in Hollywood and was brought over to Salzburg and is now a tourist attraction. It's so I say, I'm, I'm enjoying Janiah trivia. So <laughs> Listen, really I I almost I'm wanted to do it. a right perspective in be, Salzburg. Now I need to go take a picture in that gazebo. Right. <laughs> well, we legitimately tours. need to take a trip. Like legit, legit need to go. <laughs> Listen, I will tell you, I felt like there was a progression. And I felt like he saw her as a nun, but he was conflicted. Like, Mm. I'm looking into your eyes during this dance and I am clearly feeling something. Mm. And I know you're feeling it too. And the little girl called her out. She was like, your face is red. She was like, it is. (laughs) Because they were, and even um, the Baroness called it out when she was going up there doing her little trickery. She was like, he thinks he's in love with you. But she's saying that to Maria to trick her to leave. But in real life, she's saying to herself, this man is in love with you. I yeah. need to get you out of here because you're okay. competition. And I, do well, well, I, I mean, I, def- I definitely feel like he had the attraction. I'm saying the way it read to me is that he never considered it as an option. Like, like I, don't, yeah. I don't I don't think he didn't even know yeah. she was back until he saw her there. You know what I mean? Like until because she was already she he didn't know she was coming back. So like that whole gazebo, all of that happened at once. It was kind of like before it's like, you know what? I know this kind of. I appreciate that. Because here's the thing. You can understand what's available. So like 
he can realize like, yo, this is the kind of feeling I should be feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, right. like even, even if it's not right going to it. be with her. Yeah. But like, how can I know this type of feeling totally. exists? Totally. And then I don't, pre- you know, so I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know it's not this. Like that's, and then it was like, when Maria was there, it was like, oh, well, yeah. So now we can, you know, yeah. So now we can do it. But the Baroness actually had a hand in that because the Baroness, when he was like trying to break up with her, she stopped him so she could break up with him first. Mm-hmm. And she oh, was yeah. like, yeah, um, she, you know, no, you know, she did. But she also said, um, you she was like, also, you have a, a she was like, and I don't think that there's that there's going to be that there's going to be a nun. And it was like, I don't think that there's going to be a new nun or something like that. Someone's not going to be a nun. Yeah. As if to say, like, you're like, know where wrong, this is going. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't the Barristers know that she had come back? They all knew that she had come back. They, Except for. No, he knew. Because remember when she ran up and the kids gave her a hug, he was outside and they were talking. Okay, yeah, yeah, and he yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah, back. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I love that part when she had said to him, please don't ask me that question. Like, why I'm Because she didn't want to lie. She didn't want to lie. She said, please don't ask me that question. And I was like, girl, don't let him ask it, girl. Don't let him ask it. Because and I'm sitting here, like, ask it again. Ask and it again. please, say something. But that's why when he came outside and sat down with her, he was like, he answered a question. Why are you back here? Why did you? Because <laughs> he was like, oh, you're about to give me some answers. Oh, my you're gosh. You're about to give me some answers. I wanted to shout out because I didn't give the name. Uh, we were talking about Lysol, who was who danced through, danced through the pain. Come on, Lysol. The actress is Charmian Carr. And also, I think I said the Baroness's name earlier. Baroness Elsa Von Schroeder was played by Eleanor Parker. And she played that part. Listen, and whoever did her hair for that movie did her hair. Because baby, them little curly cues, them curly cues was the same. They was in equal distance. I said, go on, curly cues. I was laughing out loud when they were playing ball when she was trying. <laughs> she was so she awkward. Was just, and it was so good. It was so because it was just such a juxtaposition. Yeah. And and you know, just like it, it's just interesting, man. It, it's she was just ready to send them kids to like, boarding school. She sure was. Oh, them kids was about to be so good. I mean, they were gonna be gone. I was just like, why is this always what this rich woman comes in? The person has kids. It's on it's in so many movies. Whereas like, yep, and I'm gonna sit in a boarding school. I'm just like. Why are y'all always trying to get rid of these kids? Like, I mean, and there are a lot of them. That's seven people. But I took us down a path when, bro, you had asked us what our favorite numbers are. <laughs> no, that's good. That's just, did you Brittany, answer? What's, what's going on right now? What? Brittany, what is going on right now? What? What's what did I going do? on? We started with oh, my question. Yes. But what happened? Yeah, I got scared. I was like, wait, what happened? I thought I was frozen when you were asking. No. Once again, I wanted to be opera. And I'm like, let's get back on track to there's an open item. Let's go, because I didn't want to talk about my favorite. I did want to talk about my favorite. My favorite was was Adore Deer. Like I really, oh yeah, really. Yeah. Bro, why are you surprised? Your voice kind of says that you're surprised by it. 
Like you wouldn't. Expect- I'm not. No, no, no. Not surprised that I enjoyed it. Yeah. Surprised that I enjoyed it on the level that I enjoyed it. Got it. Like, like it was like I was really having fun watching them. Even the Cordy setup yeah. had me excited because she was just like, "Hmm, let me make this easier for you." Yes. <laughs> I'm like, she did. yes, yes, Julie Andrews, make it easy for us. What a good governess. You're such oh a good governess. Gosh. Yes. Nobody. I like what you do there. Yes, those kids were so talented. They were were so talented. Can we talk? Okay, can I transition this into another transition? Transition. I just got to talk about how these were the original Sister Act men. Let me tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) When they said to that lady, "Mother, we have sinned," and they pulled out the ball, I loved it. Yo, that made me laugh. And look, that was one part I remembered. That was one part I remembered. Yes. And I was like waiting for it. And it still made me laugh. Because I re- out of all of the movie, that, that was the part I remembered. Because yeah. like that used to crack us up back in the day. Yeah. But see, when they pulled out the Listen, and they pulled out the perfect parts that still allowed the lights to come on and allowed the car to do the... Like they knew exactly <laughs> what to pull out of the cars so them cars wouldn't go. I was so oh weak. my gosh, that was I said, so I was funny. like, I love these nuts. They would not have gotten, gotten away. away. And you know what? And they did that preemptively. They did not know mm-hmm. that a car chase necessarily was going to ensue. Just the case. But they were like, you know I think, what? I think they needed some car trouble no matter what. <laughs> no matter how this situation, y'all need some car they trouble. They don't need to just scoot right y'all on out Y'all need some here. car trouble, Nazis. Y'all gonna have to at least call AAA. I will at least have to call. At a minimum, you call it AAA. At a minimum, you call it AAA. That's how, that was our relationship that they had with God, the nuns. God was like, go mess these cars up. That's, that's what, <laughs> they were somewhere in go deep my prayer. Child. And my they were child. like, oh, I need to go mess these cars up right quick. Because I was just cracking up and I just loved how even their song, when they were singing in the beginning about Maria, which Janelle was talking about it earlier. I just loved the because it made... When you see nuns, there's this automatic, like, they're very stoic. Mm-hmm. You don't talk to them, you know. You, but these just seem like women who had chosen this life. That's right. And this, and they were happy. And they, they, they just enjoyed themselves and they love protecting people. And did y'all, did y'all know this was based on a true story? Wow. I did not know that. I feel mm-hmm. like ashamed. That I didn't know that. Listen, because, but you know what? For for us, I'm, it, sh- I'm really ashamed. Y'all, I feel like I should have known that. Y'all. Wow. I know. I know. I'm it's going so, to YouTube immediately once you, we finish. You got to, okay? And it was actually based on um, a song. I mean, I'm sorry, a book. Um, the Story of the Trap Family Singers by who? The real Maria Von Trapp. Okay, it was a memoir from 1949. Okay, and so essentially she was um, sent. She was she was, uh, I think, by the age of six, both her parents had passed away and um, she did ultimately make her way to an abbey and she wasn't training to be a nun. And she ended up getting sent to the villa of a retired naval officer. And um, but she was sent as a tutor. Not a governess. So, you know, they didn't follow the facts. Right, 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 they right, They didn't right. follow the facts, exactly. You know what I mean? But she she was there to be a tutor. 
um, they did ultimately become a singing group as a family. And I believe, though, that their um, their race from the Nazis happened after they were an established singing group. I could be, um, I didn't, I didn't yeah. spend well, as much time I, I digging into that. that. You, I, but I, it's important for me, people to know Maria yes, Von Trapp yes. was a real person no, and she I, actually I, did a cameo in the film. What? Okay, now it's the scene where I think Brittany was getting her life, okay? When Maria was first on her way to the house to get the bar trap and she's traipsing through the town getting her confidence up talking about i'm about to go in here and 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 and, and do what i do what i have to do i'm about to show them who i am i'm gonna be myself you she's in the background just doing a quick cameo and i think what it was is they weren't expecting her on site she came um. at an unexpected moment and um i watched an interview with julie andrews and she said that she was just completely delightful and the family the von trapp family they were overall very happy with the movie and their portrayals there were certain things that they didn't want in there but they didn't actually have rights to the story at that point because the actual um. rights to the story had changed hands multiple times by the time the movie was being made in Hollywood. So they okay. didn't have the right. <laughs> Y'all, for our audio listeners, Aubrey has just changed his background to say Channel 9 because his <laughs> mind is going to which is the place I've our mother is so happy that you explained that. that. I was like, what's wrong with Arby's background? Oh no, it's Channel Nine. That's Channel Nine. That's Channel Nine. I've been I've been saving this for months. I just wish <laughs> this the yeah. right moment. I've been Aubrey. saving it for months. Yes. I've been waiting. There, there, there have been times I've been close. There have been times I've been close. But but now my mind is, you know where it is. So wait. But I know we're about to vote. Please don't. There are two things I got to put out there before we vote. Are mm-hmm. you? I didn't want to stop you from what you were no, saying. No, that was basically it. I just wanted to honor that this was a true story of a family that had been fictionalized. Many components of it have been fictionalized. But we so, couldn't name that the, the original musical and the movie, they both came from a, a real family. The Von Trapp family singers were a real group. Are you 100% sure that she was in that scene? Yes. Like it said she was in that scene? Yeah. Oh, Janelle okay. wouldn't have said it. Janelle wouldn't have said it. Yeah, because, oh, because I saw that on I, the, the trivia that you heard on today's uh, podcast. I got part of it from IMDb. I got part of it from an actual interview with Julie Andrews that was on the 50th anniversary edition of The Sound of Music. Oh. Where she she went back to Salzburg and she was actually there. She talked, she went back to the Abbey where parts of the movie was filmed, talked to the nuns there. Okay. She's walking around. She goes and looks at the tourist attractions that are now in Salzburg as a result wow. of the movie. She goes to the Marionette Theater. There's a historic Marionette Theater in Salzburg that existed before the movie. It was already historic and world-renowned. And that's why they did the marionette scene with the kids okay, in the movie. So it that was, to was honor what I was about to bring up. The marionette okay. theater in Salzburg. 
Okay. That was going to be like, we cannot, that was a whole, I don't know if any other musical has done that. I'm sure there is, but that was a whole scene where they are using these marionettes and they are saying, yeah. and I was just like, this is so creative. And this they really so did it. Good. They really did this. The oh, puppet. the children really did it. See, that you're telling me the kids control Julie, those. Julie Andrews in that, in that interview, she was talking about how exhausting it was for all of them to be up there doing the marionette. She was talking with the current proprietor uh, or the proprietor at the time of the 50th anniversary. She was talking with the proprietor wow. of the marionette theater and she was reflecting on her experience of doing that scene and having to actually work the puppets. Her and the kids were working the puppets. Now, could they have potentially also had some help? I think that's possible. Sure, but sure. she was naming the hard work that they did and how exhausting it was for them to work the puppets. So they were working those puppets. Wow. Listen, because that's that was one of the things I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. before we ended, because I thought that that scene went so well. And, it was it good. Was, and the puppets were like amazing. They yeah. did such a good job. The puppets themselves. Let me shout out yeah. the, name, the makers of the keep going, sis. But they, I have but the names of the makers of the puppets. They did a great job. Mm-hmm. And then I also just wanted to name how when you are in a genuine space with someone. A genuine mm. love with someone, which I believe that Maria and Captain, I don't know his real name. <clears throat> um, thank you. We'll just call him Bontrap. Captain Bontrap. Well, you are in a real space of love. It's something about a trust that happens there mm. where there is not, there's no, there are no questions that make you go, Oh, well, maybe, you know, there was none. When he was like, he got the letter, he got the telegram about, listen, bring your tail. We need, you're in the the Nazis. Mm. And he didn't respond, but he got her. He said, listen, they want me to go. And she's like, "Mm, I thought that this was going to happen, but I didn't think it was going to happen so soon. And that also then being connected that way. And he's like, listen, we got to gather the kids tonight. We have to leave. So gather the kids up. There was no question in her mind. Nope. It was like, we're gathering the kids. I'm packing a couple of clothes for them and we're leaving. And then even when it came down to, oh, work, she voiced her, her concern like, oh, the, what about the children when we're going to be walking up this hill because they're going to have to do the rest by foot to get into Switzerland? He said, they'll be fine. We'll help them. There was no question. When you have that type of love and trust mm. and concern about each other and then your entire family, like you can literally, the hills do feel alive. <laughs> you're, you're, oh. You can feel like you can move a mountain when you have that because literally now the stuff that we had in the car that we were going to drive away with, they don't have any of that. Mm. They're literally going into Switzerland with just the clothes on their back. Mm. That is it. Like they're not going there with stuff. And I'm just thinking, I want that kind of love. Yeah. Or if I am like, I don't have anything else, but as long as my family is safe, mm-hmm. as long as we are together, like I feel that right now for my immediate family, for my siblings, <laughs> we have end of the world conversations sometimes. Oh, yeah. And we always talk about how, I mean, if the world is ending, we at least want to be together while it's ending. And so I think about that, just how that is 
even to keep the kids secure, the one little girl in her little innocence, Greta, with her little five-year-old self, she was like, we're scared. She was like, this is scary. She was like, should we sing our favorite things? I was like, this is so cute. And she was like, was no, like, now is not the right time. And, can I t- <laughs> and I know, Brittany, I know this ain't the point of it, but you brought it there. That scene, I was felt real tension. Like, like I felt because I knew, like I said, I forgot what happened, but I knew something happened. I was like, is somebody about to die? Like, like I was just like, and they were just building it so perfectly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just, and you know, with the fact that it was based on a true story makes it make sense. Mm -hmm. It makes, it makes it. That's why the story is so at its good. Heart. They fictionalized why... a lot of little, a lot of pieces, but at its heart, that was a true story. <sighs> Listen, and, and really not... quick, the marionettes were by Bill Baird. Okay, okay? shout out to the, you, Bill Baird. The lonely those goat herd marionettes. marionettes, and those those puppets are now in a museum in oh. Iowa. Oh, and where? Iowa, Iowa. Mason City, now, Iowa, all places. Okay. Okay, Iowa. Shout well, you know, out. I be down Mason oh, all that, the time. Those, that oh, yeah. scene was filmed in Hollywood. <laughs> That's the thing. So that 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 ornate room that had like the gold walls, the golden gray yeah. walls. Yeah, they were inspired by something that they had found, a, a beautiful room that they had found on a scouting trip while in Salzburg. But they recreated it in Talent. in Hollywood. So that whole scene happened in Hollywood. The marionette scene. So good. Um, I and I wanted to say about um Ralph Rolf. and Rolf <laughs> and how impressionable people are. We talked mm. about it earlier, but I think about so many people right now um who are misguided. Mm. Now, imagine that being misguided and being infiltrated with negative, horrible information just from people coming and scouting you out. Okay, you went from this little telegram guy to now you're talking about hell, Hitler, whatever they say. Now, here you are. One second, you're just sweet. I am 16 going on 17. You know, I am 17. And now this girl that you were in love with it is this has infiltrated your mind totally to the point where you can't even see yourself. And in that moment when Von Trapp was talking to him and saying and, and was able to get the gun from him, I wanted so bad for him to go jump in that car, just squeeze in the back and just <laughs> jump in that car. But you know and what? Go with them. You but- know what? It's so funny. I your interpretation of what was happening with Rolf. I love that you're talking about him being brainwashed. In that moment, what I experienced was Rolf doing what he had to do because he's not like the Von Trapp children. He don't get to think it's a it's a red flag with a spider on it. He's out here in these straits. He's literally a messenger boy, which lets us know about his family's circumstance. Listen. And I thought that in that moment when he was considering letting them go, what I thought was flashing over his face was, I could be killed for this. My family could be killed for this. Mm. And no matter how much I want to be here for this family, I got my own snakes I got to worry about. I don't get to be a kid in a gazebo singing about delivering mail anymore. I have to, I have to do what I'm told right now or I could die. So I just, I, what I saw flashing across his face was his innocence. Whatever was left gone, gone. And then he calls out to the, to the Nazis to come. And y'all, I know we have to go. We have to wrap. 
y'all, I want to give y'all just a two, few more little quick little nuggets because there was just, there's so much, because the movie is, has been so celebrated. There's so much trivia out there. There's so many interesting factoids. Of the seven actors and actresses that played the Von Trapp children, five were from the United States, one was from Canada, and one was from England. What made me look that up? Those accents were all over the place. I was like, where are y'all from, children? Okay. Um, (laughs) Some of y'all from Germany. Some of y'all from Austria. Some of y'all are from down the street. The other thing that I wanted to, that I thought was so interesting is, so in the real, for the real Von Trapp family, they did not go to Switzerland. They went to Italy and then went where? To the United States. And so their experience, like there's a lot of the, the storytelling of them as singers, as a singing family that was here in these United States. They came to America. Wow. So there's just a lot out there for us to uncover. Well, let's vote. This, <laughs> this movie um, is not like to be is not only a classic it's way higher than classic mm-hmm. it, my love my level of it being classic progressed as we talked especially as Janai added all the you know and, and it, it makes sense because the story is so much better than musical stories normally are mm-hmm. so it, it just makes it makes it makes sense so yes it absolutely gets my Edelweiss and if I could sing it, I would sing for y'all. <laughs> I'll do it. Edelweiss. We'll do it another time. But y'all, it was so good. It was so good. It was so good. I, meant, I imagined you on a mountain. <laughs> I was. The hills were alive. Listen, y'all, can I tell you, my very honest memory of this movie was it being corny. Really? Yes, it was. Not mm. that I, because listen, nobody loves corny more than this girl, you know? So it wasn't mm-hmm. like a bad, like, like oh, this is corny, grumble, grumble. But I just remembered it being corny. And so- What was it, corny, grumble, grumble? <laughs> it, was, it was not corny, grumble, grumble. It was just corny <laughs> in my memory, in my memory bank. Um, and I don't want so, it to be grumble, grumble. Listen, well, I'm the one that watches Lifetime movies with true gusto. So yeah. I don't mind corny. I don't. She loves but it. I will tell you. I And so when I was recalling it as corny and then also seeing that it was two hours and 54 minutes long, I said, OK, this is this is too much. I, 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 that, why is it three hours? So that was my feeling going into the viewing. I was so delighted to 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 have that memory, that that sentiment dispelled. This was not a corny movie. Now, have we talked in this discussion about a few of the moments that didn't resonate for me completely in terms of, like, if you're going to take three hours, don't miss opportunities, okay? Don't be be truthful 95% of the time. And in 5%, I'm like, oh, come on. So there were missed opportunities. I'm not going to lie. But the movie for me, it felt truthful it felt like we had a level of investment in the whole family. There could, there, this movie could have been done in a way where we were only invested in the romantic love story and only invested in Maria or only invested in the, the Von Trapps. No, this story was written in a way that had us invested in the whole family. Not only were we invested in the family, we were also invested in the nuns. We, we were able to build relationship with everybody at that abbey. 
Okay. We also, we were invested in Rolf. He was a messenger that was in the film three times in and out, but because of how well his parts were written and how well he portrayed them, you know, we were invested even in that character. So that to me, that's good writing. Okay. The songs, Again, they moved the story along. Even when they were reprised, it was done in a way that moved the story. It wasn't for the sake of, oh, better get a dance number in here. Right, right, right. right. There were even periods of time where they went really long without a song being sung. And that's when I was like, oh, they ain't just in it for putting a story together for the sake of holding songs. Which again, y'all remember we were watching White Christmas and it was like, um, you know, did they just build this story to hold the song? We kind of felt <laughs> like it. It didn't that this didn't do that for me. It was like, gosh, this is a story that the songs are are, are helping to elevate and flesh out. Um, and the last reason, um, again, I was really pleasantly surprised was to see how much depth Julie Andrews brought to this character. And don't get it twisted. I am a person, I enjoy Julie Andrews. I watched a one hour special of hers this weekend. You know what I mean? Of her talking mm. about sound and music. I like Julie Andrews. I've, I, I've seen all of her stuff, even her children's programming, okay? But I also did not recall this character as being as nuanced as it was. Mm. And I just remembered it being like, you know, this flighty chick who ended up, having um, good rapport with the kids and then ultimately falling in love with the father. That's not what it was. This was a woman on her journey, okay? And Julie Andrews brought so much depth to that character that we, we were on that struggle with her for her trying to figure out her identity and what is true and how to honor God in her life in a way that was correct. And I just thought, gosh, she is playing the AG double hockey sticks out of this, this role. So I was pleasantly surprised in all of the ways that make me able to say, yes, this movie does get my Edelweiss. Listen, this? well, how do you come behind that? Let me go get my fireworks ready. <laughs> see, I'm trying to figure out <laughs> how to come behind that. <laughs> I will say, you guys, you, you all know uh, people who have been watching our podcast that I've said that. Grease is my favorite musical. Um, and even if they're 75 in high school, I love that. They clearly were. Something, yeah. <laughs> and for our for our audio listeners, Aubrey just had left the podcast. He had to turn off his camera because of, of, because of what Brittany has just said, being as ridiculous as it was. But please continue. Um, yeah, opinions. Opinions <laughs> sprout from everywhere. Okay. It's a ridiculous thing to say. After I watched this sound of music i think i feel like this is my first time maybe second time watching it as an adult mm. and even then it's been watching it on like tv so you know they cut out parts right right that, that focused thing exactly mm. it hit me in such a way that this is now my favorite musical what i enjoyed it so that. much wow it just felt that's so huge this Listen, you've been it's you've been so, ride or die for Greece for a minute. Y'all don't understand VHS. I'm still not gonna throw it away. So sorry, Sandra D. Uh, move over because Maria is in there, girl. And so, <laughs> uh the it was just 
everything I mean, when you think you, of those amazing dance numbers in Greece, I, I can see what you were saying. You know, I know you all, podcast land, you are just listening. I know you all can hear hateration. And that's just what to happened. Me. In this dance <laughs> room, I know you, you all can hear, you can feel it. You can feel it in your bones when it's happening. And that's just what happened. Okay. Okay, now back to the topic at hand. <laughs> haters to the left of them, haters to the right of them, valiant thunder. thunder, thunder. Haters. Now, the thunder that killed the I hope, so. I the hope everybody now. gets that. I hope everybody gets <laughs> that. Please get that. Listen, everything that Janiya said uh, about her being on this journey to her truth and herself, that is the reason why this movie, or the, excuse me, this this movie musical, right? Because we discovered without music, it still could have stood. Mm-hmm. Um, it resonated so much because I feel like we should all be in this journey. We should all be in this place of, as you are walking about to walk and always be yourself. Mm. You do not know what is going to happen when you are being authentically yourself. Mm. So if you, so being able to watch this movie and being currently on a journey where I am trying to find that part of myself, it just, it meant so much to me mm. to just see and to have people in her life that were encouraging that. I have that in my life as well. But to, in having someone, though, that is a mentor, someone that you look up to saying like, no, this is I need you to just go look at that one more time mm. because I feel like you're missing something. Go back. And, and so I just I love Sankofa, right? Sankofa. <laughs> Sankofa. Uh, so I just I love all of the principles of this movie. Mm. I even love the fact that the musical brought in something that was very serious um, in terms of Hitler and all of the awfulness he was and all of the awfulness he'll ever represent. And I just appreciated them bringing that in to this movie, as we know, based off of a real life story and how, you know, of course, how everything went. But I love when mu- when musicals can do that, mm. bring such a heavy topic to something like this Mm. and also showing you that even if things are all just like oh everything is falling into place these things are happening i can still throw you a curveball that's what you do with the curveball so i just really appreciate this musical i did not know that that was going to happen when i was watching it there were a couple times i had to stop myself from almost crying because i was like oh my god my god I am a blind trap. And so I was like, (laughs) so anyway, long story short, it absolutely gets my Edelweiss, almost the hillside of Edelweiss. And so hillside. Well, y'all, there you have it. The sound of music, the film is a classic from the right perspective. Thank you for joining us, y'all. We will see you next time on The Right Perspective. Love you, bro. Love you, sis. Love y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.